how's it going? Second go. I didn't get the levels right first time. This is so. This is the first podcast of Burblecast. Welcome. Thank you for listening. And happy Friday. It's Friday here. All is good. It's been a hard week. I've got a beer with me. I'm starting again on the second. I didn't get the levels right and I was worried about everything. But hopefully it'll be alright. I tested everything yesterday. There was probably too much waffle on the first one to be honest anyway. So it's probably best that we're at this position. So welcome. Thank you for joining me. As I say, first episode of the relaunched Burblecast. You might have heard some of the novel idea readings which I'm not sure about now but I did it so that's good and as promised I want to try something different so I'm back with this Uh, I promised in the introduction I also said lots of erms so I'm going to try not to do that I'm very conscious of that now but I promised in the introduction that I was going to talk about my life a bit about who I am so I think that probably tells you a little bit about what this is all about so I'm gonna get into that and I'll just fade the music out for now as well it's all going fine yes there we go okay so who am I what's this all about well, my name's Dan, I live in the UK, I live in Coventry, which is a city in the Midlands, I live here with my wife, oh, just knocked the microphone, sorry about that, I live here with my wife and we both work at the local hospital, I work as an admin assistant, admin officer in the medical records department, I've worked there for 10 years at the time of speaking we are in the middle of the coronavirus covid19 pandemic it's november 2020 so in the uk we're in our second lockdown so this is kind of what i'm doing i guess as well i started with the novel idea stuff as a thing to do um during the covid just as a thing to do i think i don't think it probably benefited anyone much, but I did it, so that's something. But I'm really excited to be doing the podcast, to be here talking to you, and to be trying something different. Hopefully it'll be alright. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I've uh, had a few restless nights or difficulty sleeping, sort of just talk, thinking about the story I want to tell. I guess of my story because I guess there's kind of a lot to it and it could get complicated so I'm going to try and keep it relevant probably to what the podcast is going to be about which is creativity and faith and stuff like that so yes so that's who I am now I wasn't always here no Um, so I am from not for Coventry, I'm from the Wirral, that's where I'm from, which is between Liverpool and North Wales. It's a small peninsula, you won't find it on many maps. Most people don't even know where it is. 
but in preparation when I was looking yesterday and what to see who was if there's any famous people from the world because I know there was some which I could mention that you might be interested in just to prove that it is a place so I looked I knew the first one that I had on my list that I know of Eddie because he went to my school is Daniel Craig off of James Bond yes yes from the Wirral or grew up on the Wirral anyway uh, Taron Edgerton the other actor well he's not the other actor there's more actors but he is an actor off of Rocketman and other things Eddie the Eagle he did that uh, from the Wivel, he well he grew up in the Wivel a bit. Harold Wilson, the ex-Labour Prime Minister from years ago, he went to school in the Wivel. Wilfred Owen, the war poet, he was well he was born on the Wivel and lived on the Wivel. Paul Hollywood, the baker and Great British Bake Off judge, he was also from the Wivel, so it was good company. And yeah, a lot of men there, but that's just because I thought that'd be the most interesting people to mention. There's a lot of good women, to be fair, just to uh, just for balance. There's a lot of <laughs> just generally, there's a lot of good women, right? It's been a long week, right? So I grew up on the Wirral. My parents were not Christians when I was born, but became Christians shortly after, um, when I was about two or three. So I was born up, I was, I was born, I was grow, I grew up in a Christian household for all intents and purposes. Um, the church that they went to was an interesting church. I don't remember a lot about it, but uh, I sort of got inklings of things and heard things later on. Uh, we'll get into that, I guess. But it was a house church, non-denominational. The church leaders kind of ran the show, really, and set the tone for how the church was. And I think probably it came out that it wasn't always run very well or very... I don't know. We all struggle, don't we? No one's perfect. So, but we'll get into that. Um, so I was like a sensitive child. I still am sensitive and still am a child in some ways. But yeah, that was a big thing. I was quite sensitive, quite clingy, probably a bit needy. Um, and, but I had a happy childhood, I would say probably. I wasn't particularly creative, even though this particular podcast is about creativity and faith. I wasn't like a child prodigy, or that I did sort of. I was interested in playing music and sort of had a little toy keyboard and blew into a harmonica every now and again. I was obsessed mainly with Superman and superheroes. That's what I wanted to do, and that's who I wanted to be, kind of. From an early age anyway um i was aware of my faith i was conscious of church and kind of believed in god i like most children probably went to sunday school and sort of learned all those basic bits and i remember being in church with my parents 
and it was fine. I mainly went for my friendships and there was other things as well probably I went for mainly friendships and sort of the youth groups and stuff like that so that was the church we were part of um where am I where am I going sorry this is very uh <laughs> oh dear I'm really sorry I've made notes because I didn't want to I wanted to have some kind of pathway of what I'm doing so it's okay we're doing okay aren't we probably we're probably doing okay it's difficult in it I'm not a big talker as I said before it's um yeah so yeah the church I was gonna say it's it was sort of independent but I think I had links up with other churches and every summer there was like a church getaway sort of a camp thing where other churches presumably independent churches as well or similar sort of theologically minded churches would gather together and camp for a week and there'd be meetings and uh, youth sort of services and youth work and children's work so I remember going to them as a child and I remember I meeting God I guess you'd say although I don't know if we'll get into all this at some point I think I, I went to a lot of these church camps and it kind of built you up and then you'd come away and you'd feel like you were missing the high and I don't know if that's necessarily healthy I don't know but that's how it was anyway and I remember being in one of the youth services sort of and having that feeling of God's presence there so that was something that had an impact on me I guess I remember later making the commitment to wanting to be a Christian although it wasn't really too much of a step because I kind of already believed in God and it didn't really change my life a lot I would say I kind of just went along with it really I didn't have any you know great calling or who does at that age but you know I didn't feel God's presence on my life let's say I don't know I, I my parents were good Christians my dad well I remember them getting up and they would do quiet times in the morning and read the Bible and they go to all the church services and all that stuff um, they were quite involved really they led youth work and did all teaching and stuff like that they were really quite involved and I was sort of pulled into that I guess in a way I just went along with it my parents became sort of custodians of the big house that the church met in I mean it was a huge house it was a mansion so we lived there for little while um, my brother was born shortly before then so it was me and my brother and my parents living in this big house for a couple of years and with massive grounds and woodland at the back it was fairly amazing and in the meantime our house where we had lived was rented out um, so that was really exciting doing that but I don't know whether 
it was kind of the undoing for my parents after they after they lived there after we lived there um but well we left because my mum became pregnant with my sister and my sister was born with down syndrome so that was a big pressure probably on the family i don't know if there was stuff within the church about it either i remember i don't know it's hard to you're saying it through these lenses of other people saying things i kind of feel that it wasn't a problem but i think it was unusual there wasn't anyone like that at the church so i think it was a shock there's one thing i do remember from that church which i don't know if i again this is kind of confusing for me because i wasn't so young that i can't remember it but i don't know whether now with hindsight whether what happened was true or as it happened so my sister was born with a hole in her heart and the church prayed for her for that hole to get closed up from her to be healed the chances of her living weren't well the the, the out the prospects of her having a healthy life didn't really sound good i think the prognosis wasn't good that's what i'm trying to say the prognosis wasn't good so she wasn't expected to live into her teens really because of this but they prayed and apparently the heart the hole in her heart closed that's the story that i remember being told and there was still a hot small hole there but I think it closed it significantly and so that was kind of an amazing God's hand on our family and I think when you have that happen to you you kind of feel untouchable I guess as a child you see you hear these miracles and think crikey it's pretty amazing and you know we loved I love my sister I still do so that was really amazing but things with the church were complicated i think they went a bit south after my parents had sort of worked for the church in that way i don't know if it's the kind of thing of which we've probably seen to some extent maybe if we've been in churches ourselves where you get too close and you see behind the curtain i know a lot of people left the church at the time and some of those people um they their marriages failed or there was difficulties i know there was talk amongst people who had left that there was problems i think i mean i don't really remember or know but i think there was stuff about um sort of the man women respect your husband's kind of arguments and stuff like that anyway so my parents ended up leaving i continued to go for a while i was still involved with sort of the youth group there and i played football but i was also getting into music at that time like probably into music i really wanted to be a drummer and went looking for drum kits and everything but i was told that it was probably going to be too loud so i went and bought a guitar instead which was 
really exciting. Probably one of the best things I could have done instead of drums. So I really got into playing guitar. And then when we left the church, I kind of stopped going to the youth groups a little bit and spent more time playing music and writing songs and stuff like that, which suited me fine, really. I, I was quite an aggressive sportsman and it probably jarred with me a little bit in, as I was sort of thinking about my faith more seriously at that time as well, like early teens. So I kind of stopped that. We looked around different churches and that was like the first time I'd ever been to other churches really and it was exciting to see more up-to-date churches and I was very keen being like a guitar player about playing guitar in church and I was getting into some of the latest worship music like Delirious and stuff like that and I wanted church to have those songs but we were very much singing hymns and choruses from the 1980s which probably isn't that old really but I think it felt like quite old and it wasn't very hip uh, at the time so I was excited to see other churches and see them with like proper worship bands and stuff like that. In the end, we ended up at the local Church of England, or one of our local Church of England churches, and that was amazing for me. I think it completely changed my life in a good way, going to that church, and it was really exciting sort of doing that. Um, the first weekend that we or the first day we were there, I was invited to play in a um, youth service that evening, play guitar. I'd never played publicly before, and I wasn't really that good at that. I think I'd probably been playing guitar for about like six months or something, so I wasn't particularly ready. But I was really encouraged to get involved, and I did even though it was terrifying and I didn't know anyone, but it was quite a big church and but like um, there was a lot of a big youth group and friendly youth and loving, supportive people. And yeah, so I got involved pretty much immediately, made friends and sort of over time I joined a band with some of the people from that church which was really great and I loved being in that band we did alright we did okay that band we were kind of look at, oh, it's probably a different time for this really but yeah it's a different time for that story but I enjoyed being in the band I enjoyed expressing myself and playing music and sort of having recognition and it was my first sort of realising that I was my creativity was valid. I could create something that people thought was good. So that was kind of exciting. And I threw myself into that, which was really important for me at the time. Specifically because around that time, my parents broke up, their marriage failed, which really had a bad effect on me. Um, yeah, I think that was, I was thinking, when I was thinking about it the other day, thinking about all that happened, it really did hit me 
how badly that affected me. So they promised me, oh, it's as far as like I'm having a go. But anyway, this is the way I saw it, and they're never going to listen to this anyway, so it's fine. They promised me that it was an amicable split and everything was going to be fine. And I remember the day that my dad moved out. I was at band practice in the morning, and my mum picked me up. And then she brought me home and said that not everything was as it seemed. That my dad, they weren't just splitting up to have a break. My dad was abandoning the family and had met another woman. And so basically had given us up for this new life that he wanted. And that really, really hurt me. I think I always feared rejection and as I was very sensitive anyway it really hammered at home that I think I felt safe and all of a sudden I'd lost my dad and he apparently did not want to have us anymore which was hard I think I took that very much to heart and I think it wasn't necessarily true either which makes it worse thinking about it now but I was I think I the word about was that my mum had turned my dad against me or she was filling my head with ideas and I sort of believed what I believed and there probably was an element of that. I think she was a troubled lady. She had mental health issues throughout her life, I think. Just from what I've learned from other people now. So that was a factor. And I was just impressionable. And because of what happened, because of what I was told, I hated my dad and out. More than that, I was afraid of him. I was scared of him. I was got a panic attack if I saw him. I would hide when he came to pick my brother and sister up. If I saw him, I'd just feel full of anxiety. And it was just filled me with complete fear. And it was horrible, really. I would see his van. He had this blue van with white panels on it. And if I saw that, I'd just be filled with anxiety it was like a trigger that if I saw him or heard him on the phone or anything I saw his van I would just get an instant hit of feeling of rejection and it was horrible I mean that continued I didn't speak to my dad for about four years maybe five years it was it really did affect me that badly I think people tried to encourage me to see him but I don't think they really understood how damaged I was so that was really difficult to deal with and kind of something that probably had a big impact on me in other areas as well but I kind of I didn't know any better I didn't know how to deal with it I didn't know it was anxiety necessarily I didn't tell my mum a lot as the man of the house at that point I got a lot of um, my mum's problems put onto me 
I'd get a lot of her moanings and complainings and kind of a little bit of like emotional abuse in a way which was tough and I didn't know any better and it, she was just my mum and she had been abandoned too and so it was just a barrage of bad feeling for a long time and so music for me was an escape it was absolutely an escape um, things turned darker because of that I wasn't writing cheery pop so much but I was kind of crying out to God in the songs that I was writing um, and I longed for God I longed for God to save me from whatever it was that I was going through I found it incredibly hard Christmas was incredibly hard particularly and any time we went to Christian camps or whatever I always felt I always felt it hard hearing about Father God because my own father had abandoned me and that was really hurtful especially because my own father was supposedly this good Christian he was a great he was a great Christian my dad he was a great evangelist I'd seen him like, inviting Jehovah's Witnesses to the church when they weren't meant to come to any other church than Kingdom Hall and you know he'd get people like that to just come along and he had this ingratiating sort of warm personality and yeah he had done this to me and my family and it was really hard it was hard to deal with so music was my escape definitely and I just wanted to escape from home as well because it was hard it was very hard and probably from like the age of 15 I decided that I want to go to a Christian music college I want to go do a Christian music course and that would be me I'd be out so um yeah I mean most of the other time I kind of got on with stuff I think it was more like Christmas times and going away that I realized or it hit me more about what had happened and I'd have a fresh outpouring of grief and a fresh sort of longing for God to in interfere and sort of to take that away and that was something that was only at those times these are the times I kind of went and played music and sort of was in band and wrote songs and hung out with friends I just tried to be at the house I don't think I, th I think my mum had a lot on her plate in a way I got that impression so I just took care of myself and it was kind of yeah just me and the hope that one day I'd be out of that, I'd be away from the emotional sort of turmoil of dealing with my divorced mother and all the horrible things that she was telling me about what had happened. So this is one of the things as well that when I 
I think she, and also I found out later from my dad, she felt quite hurt by the church that we were part of, the first church, the house church. I think she was aggrieved by some of the things that had happened there, and I forget exactly what, but it was... Um, It was stuff that wasn't completely orthodox or okay. I think they had like, well, I've not got this from my mum. She believed that we were very much in the end times. I think maybe there was some kind of teaching about the apocalypse and stuff like that, possibly. So that was on her mind. Uh, but also there was stuff, just weird teachings, which with me being part of this new CV church just felt wrong like for example this is the only one I remember but there was a prayer meeting where one of the elders sons was being prayed for because he'd gotten his girlfriend pregnant and the story goes that there was a prayer meeting and prayer put out that the child would die so that it wouldn't be born into sin and that was just kind of horrifying and I think yeah it made you just think about what you trusted I, th I was told that our youth leaders at the church were fine they were good and they ended up leaving anyway so I think I felt like I'd escaped luckily and but it was a weird thing and so I was getting a lot of my mum hating on the church and hating on my dad and hating on me and that was hard and I just wanted to escape um, it was horrible so that was probably yeah, my life from like age 15 onwards but in the end she escaped before me so she got into crafting and flower arranging and she'd met this guy who was like a top sort of flower arranger in the UK and she'd got it in her mind that she wanted to be with him and so she bought a house, a flat like near to where he lived and decided she was going to move there with my brother and sister I was in sixth form, I was in my final year of school or final years of school and I didn't want to go I was yeah it was just too uprooting for me and yeah it was just why what, what would I do that for so I ended up living with my youth leaders one of my youth leaders families um, somehow I don't know how it happened now it happened so quickly because my mum sold our house so quickly and all of a sudden that was it I was moving out age 17 and moving into this family's house and my pet my mum was off my brother was off my sister was off I still wasn't in touch with my dad and that was kind of it she was gone and I was sort of left with this family which I wasn't too I mean it was weird but I wasn't I was kind of feeling like free in a way even though it was bad for my brother and sister and they were kind of taken away from their dad 
and to a strange place with my mum who was not coping. She was not coping because, well, I was living where I was living for a couple of months and then my mum came back. She was not doing well and the day after my 18th birthday, I, th I believe it was the day after, she tried to kill herself. She cut her wrists when she was living with a friend and I was called up by this friend and me and my youth worker went out to her flat or well, the flat where this friend lived and went into or went with her to hospital. I mean, she wanted me to stay with my brother and sister, which maybe I should have done, but I was completely unable to deal with it. I was not able to cope with you know, holding it together because my mum had just cut her wrists. So she was angry with me for that. Um, my brother and sister, I think, were okay. I was in the ambulance with my mum, I think. I think my youth worker maybe stayed with my brother and sister and he called social services and got them sorted because by the time I came out of the hospital, I haven't seen my mum, uh, my youth worker had come and met up with us. And then when I had gone, um, I was told that my pet, my brother and sister were with foster carers and that my dad knew and that he was sort of in touch with them too. So that was a really crazy... Oh, and also I'm going to tell you now, there's, there's going to be bad language in this podcast. It was really fucked up. It was a really fucked up time. And yeah, it was just really bad um, as, as you'd expect it to be so that kind of added a new anxiety to me which was interesting so yes yeah that was interesting and she never really got better so from there she was admitted to um, a mental health ward and things kind of yeah she was safe there for a while people from the past came up people from this old church who she'd previously hated and slagged off they showed an interest and came around asking questions at the hospital and popping in to see her which was nice I guess although I think she maybe would have seen it as interfering and yeah it was a weird one but kind of good in a way I guess it's hard to tell from where I was where I was because I didn't really know these people anymore and I didn't know there was any link and but I think they genuinely cared my mum ended up living for a short time after that with a vicar from a, a completely different church um, nearby I don't really know how it happened but she was living with this vicar until she got back on her feet um, I think she sold the flat in in Wales where she'd bought it because I remember going out there with a social worker to collect some stuff for my brother and sister and we went to an estate agent to pick up the key and that was kind of a weird thing to have to do. 
as well. I kind of felt grown up. But yeah, so I think she must have sold the flat and so had this time living with this vicar and getting herself back together. By this point, I was kind of more in contact with my... I was starting to make contact with my dad again. And it came to light that things weren't as I'd been told. He'd said that he hadn't left my mum for another woman. He said that he could no longer take... Um, or he could no longer deal with her mental issues and it was making him unwell and so he had had to go and then she had said that she was gonna make his life hell basically but then yeah I felt caught in the middle and still in a way I do feel caught in the middle I don't think it's something I'll ever know what happened with I guess so that was that she lived with this vicar bloke and then she got a flat sort of so this was she was in hospital in October and by Christmas of that year she had a flat I spent Christmas with her which was hard work and um, I think she was trying to put on a best show but it didn't seem right and at that point she was really encouraging me to reconcile with my dad and then shortly after Christmas she tried to kill herself again but then she also tried to kill my sister as well uh, she gave my sister sleeping pills and um, went off in the car drunk she crashed into other cars apparently and then had gone to a field and tried to um, kill herself and my sister with exhaust fumes so after that she was sectioned again my sister went back into foster care this time it was permanently um, my brother went with my dad um, my dad now had a new family he had kids of his own with my stepmom and yeah it was all kind of up in the air I was in the middle of my final year of school and not coping well I ended up having a breakdown myself so that was interesting I didn't care about school at that point I just wanted to get away I felt if I could get away and do this Christian music course then I would escape and everything would be okay so that's what my, my mind was on but yeah I had this breakdown um, similar to the one after my dad had left public so I was off from school then and ill but this was a proper uh, next level breakdown I was um, put onto medication for a short while and yeah I kind of life just fell apart but I didn't care I was just kind of hanging on trying to get through it um, by this point I was still doing band but it kind of changed and it, I just needed to get out that was all I wanted to do get out of the situation I was in and apply for music college um, meanwhile my mum was still ill and she was talking about going back to 
uh, Wales. She wanted to take my brother and sister back to Wales because she felt everything was okay and I was not happy with it. And the way it was portrayed to me was that it was probably going to happen. And so there was going to be a court hearing where she got this amazing lawyer to help and all this. This was the story. And so I felt compelled to speak out. So I wrote to the judge um, or the solicitor. I don't really know what happened in the end, but I wrote this letter saying that I love my mum, but I didn't think that this was a good idea. And so um, my mum found out and believed that that was me turning against her. And so she shut me off. That was it. That was the last time. I uh, spoke to my mum. That was the last time I ever saw her. And she, yeah, I was kind of, she'd done basically what she'd done to my dad. My dad sort of confirmed this, that she just cut him off. And she cut me off. And that was it. She didn't take my brother and sister in the end. She discharged from the clinic and moved to the Isle of Wight just cut herself off from everyone and eventually she died there, she killed herself a few years later when I was at university so that was that um, probably a jump ahead to that really but um, so anyway I kind of grieved my mum because of that I didn't know that I wasn't going to see her again but it felt like the end and I think when she had gone off I kind of felt well okay that's the end of that then and so yeah I grieved her and tried to move on my life was ahead of me I knew that I was going to go to music college at this point I'd interviewed and got through and I was just gearing up to that um, I moved out of my um, youth leader's house and lived with another family from church for a while which was nice and they really took care of me and embraced me and brought me into their family and sort of tried to prepare me for going off to music college so I was just gearing up for that and very excited and then it came I went to music, it was kind of a, it wasn't music college really as I'd seen it. So one of my friends had been to a music college and I was really taken by that idea. But I didn't want to copy him or feel like I was copying him. So I went to, I applied to a different college, which wasn't really so much of a college to learn music specifically, but it was also like discipleship training and a lot of, upheaval and breaking down the self really I guess I think it was kind of about that a little bit and I was not in a good place to be doing that really I was starting to feel a little bit rebellious against my faith and against Christianity and stuff like that and you know I hadn't really lived I'd been acting up as this sort of man of the house while I've been living with at home and then thrown into the position where I was sort of on my own essentially and so now I was living 
or thrown into the situation where we were kind of up and down from the headquarters of where the college was based and then we were to do a church plant type thing away from that which wasn't really what I wanted to do I was really just in it for the music and um, I found it very hard I had recently reconciled with my dad and I was feeling sort of like I was getting myself back together a bit and then I was thrown into this new situation where sort of all bets are off and I had another breakdown I had another breakdown and left left the college and that was it that was the end of that it was disappointing I guess I sort of that was my whole hope was aimed towards that and hadn't worked out as I'd hoped it wasn't what I expected it to be but I just wanted I was running and I think they probably knew well they knew my background and I think it just wasn't right so I came back from the music college and I returned to academic normal college and got some proper qualifications again or pumped up my qualifications because I hadn't studied in my last year of school because I just wanted to be a musician so that's what I'd done I went back went back to college went into therapy and sorted myself out a bit through that way as well um, I started to rebel properly I started smoking and drinking and having a good time pretty much which I don't regret because I needed to do that I didn't have normal teenage time so that's what I did I went to college I went drinking I smoked got into smoking which was great <laughs> and I got qualified so that I could go to university so that was kind of where the next chapter happened by the time oh near me sorry everything's dropping are we still on yeah so by the time i got to university or i was ready for university i was kind of ready for that stage and i was like ready to embrace the student life ready to sort of have a bit of a mental time and yeah i ended up at bolton university which was in the north of england and on my first day, I met my housemates, and two of them were my closest friends throughout university, and they were also Christians. So I felt like God was putting people around me, sort of keeping me close, allowing me to sort of be on the reins and sort of explore a little bit. And but also we were kind of doing that together and there was some like support and accountability and that was a really useful time for me to grow I think you know I did normal things that students did I went out to the nightclubs and we got drinking and sort of I was smoking and we, we got into like smoking weed as well um, and like I was yeah I kind of got into smoking a bit of weed um, I was doing 
English and creative writing, so I kind of felt that I was the, uh, the, the typical art student, and that was something I had to do. I was going to go and drink and smoke and write, and yeah. So at that point, I was on antidepressants before university, and but I just came off them once I was at university I kind of felt like that switch it was just completely right for me to be there like I think maybe the music college thing wasn't meant to be I think the path that I took was meant to be what happened that what happened was meant to be and kind of yeah so I got into I mean, I, I chose creative writing and English because I thought the English side of it would be something sensible and the creative writing side would be something artistic, which I could get away with. I thought writing songs is just the same as writing poems or stories or whatever. And I'd done a little bit of creative stuff that wasn't songwriting and I kind of enjoyed it. But, yeah, university... And studying creative writing absolutely changed my life in an amazing way. It was really exciting. My whole concept of art, let's say, was challenged. And poetry even. I got really into poetry. That was my big thing. And I was good at it. I was. I got great marks. And I kind of knew what I was doing with it. I had a knack for it. So that's what I sort of specialised in. I got into writing poetry and being a poet, basically. And it was really exciting. I got into different kinds of poetry, concrete poetry and different kinds of sound poetry. And, you know, it was really something. And, yeah, it was a really good time for me to grow I started to challenge my faith a lot during that time. I think that was probably part of like being a creative writer and an artist. And I think also just I was growing up and I was away from church and I was still connected to Christians and the Christian union. And but there was kind of a bit of cynicism coming th through and just questioning, which I'd never done before. And I think. I really needed to do and in the end I had a lot of questions and not a lot of answers but I think I made the decision ultimately that I wanted to be a Christian I didn't really know why maybe I think that I just felt that that was something that was right for me in my life. And so I continued with that belief. It didn't really make a lot of difference, probably. You know, I wasn't going out doing mission work and stuff like that so much. And I was still smoking and drinking and sort of not getting off the ladies so much. Although I probably would have maybe although that oh, we'll get into that as a separate conversation i think probably but yeah so it was good and 
I valued university, I valued the discipline of working, and although it was hard sometimes, it was good, and at the end of university, having graduated, I ended up staying in Bolton with two of my friends and began work. I just got a normal office job. I thought about going into creative writing as like some kind of teacher or something, but to do that, I needed to do more study, and I kind of felt by that point I'd studied enough. I'd done however long studying at school plus the extra year of getting my grades up and then off to university, and I just wanted to have some money, I think, and not study and just in live in the real world, I think. I think I felt ready to do that. So I wanted to do creative stuff, but I took a job in an office, customer service in an office, in a call centre, and I continued writing poetry on the side. I continued um, doing creative stuff. I was in different bands and things like that and recorded music, wrote music. Um, around that time, we got, well, my, my old housemate, he met on the street a girl he was on mission with when before he went to university. She lived in Bolton and she had... Um, she was part of a church there and so I ended up becoming part of that church um, I got back into leading worship again um, yeah it was kind of an interesting time I think I'm, I'm just looking at the clock I think I'm going to have to go into another session because this stops at an hour in so Yes, I will, I'll say one more thing for this side of the story. So, going to university itself was quite hard. I think I was sad about leaving my family, but I was excited about the new life that I was entering into. And, yeah, I don't know why that's relevant, but, yeah, by this point I was back in touch with my dad, I was, I'd live with my dad and his family sort of sleeping on the floor because the house wasn't big enough for a few months and um, yeah, I was off to university it was when I was at university, I think in my final year that my mum killed herself so my dad came up and gave me the news it wasn't It wasn't, so I just had a flash up on the thing. It wasn't a shock to me, I think, because she had done it or she tried to do it already. I think I just felt sad for her. I had already grieved. Um, I think, I don't know, it's hard to know whether I've come to, do, to terms with that. If I think about my mum, which I have done sometimes, it kind of makes me feel a little sad and upset. And I've kind of gone down a few rabbit holes trying to find out what happened exactly and it just seems like it's too much so I don't know what happened with that in the end but yeah so that's part of that side of the story um, the next bit will be about post university and getting to where I am now
which probably won't be as long so I might start it but yeah that's that for now anyway yeah hmm okay I was going to have some music queued up but I've just turned everything off so no music but thanks for listening this far and the next part of the story um, will be coming up pretty much now okay bye hey hey no musical introduction because this is just part two of the story straight back in so thanks for coming back yes so yes we were just finishing university or I'd finished university and I was entering the world of work yes and I was getting back into church that's where we're at so the job was not what I wanted to do but I was alright at it so I did it and there was no other option I knew I couldn't really make any money from being a poet I'd learned at university that it was pretty much impossible to make a full-time living from being a poet poetry sales accounts for less than 1% of the literary industry and most poets have to undertake extra work teaching or doing other stuff so and even if I wanted to teach that was incredibly competitive and I'm not a competitive person so I just resigned myself to doing it on the side of my job which I did I kind of had from doing university I had like ambitions about putting books together and um, I particularly put a piece of work together which I want to do as a recording with music and a book that accompanied it so I kind of began work on that and thinking about that for a bit and just thinking about other things but I was still playing in bands as well and pushing that and then I was getting back into church as well so during university we had never really found a church to settle in and we'd gone to um, to the student union the Christian union there and we were part of that for a little while but it wasn't really a big CU and it felt a little bit ridiculous like most of our half of the CU was people from our flat let's put it that way so um it was kind of an interesting time so I was questioning my faith anyway and so I was saying my friend, my housemate, met an old friend on the street and she was at this church in Bolton. Um, he got drafted in, well he got in touch with her again and sort of um, became friendly with her fiancé and the rest of her family and went along to help out at the youth club and stuff like that. I think he invited me, but I wasn't really interested in like doing youth work and kind of stuff like that but then I ended up 
he ended up playing drums in the church and they needed someone to play guitar or bass guitar and so I'd gone along to play guitar and be in the worship band for a little bit and then I ended up just being in the band full time and leading the worship after a year or so so it was an interesting church it was a Nazarene church which I'd never heard of before and it was a church right in the middle of a really rough area so there was a lot of people from the estate who came and they weren't particularly interested in being there in worshipping and I think they were kind of just there for a social aspect and to let the kids run around for a while which I hated I really resented that and actually I think they were probably the people who should have been there or should be in any church because I think there's too many you know but you know I, I hadn't ever been to a church like that before and I think I, I, it grew on me and I saw the worth of it after some time but I think initially it was something that was hard to get my head around and even when I was leading worship towards the end of my time there I was finding it hard because I didn't really know how to minister how to lead worship to people who didn't need that but it was being asked of me so I'd prepare a worship session and would really pull my heart into it but it seemed like no one was really bothered and I think I found that hard sorry whoa so it was an interesting time though um so I didn't stay at that church but it did get me back into leading worship and I was told that I had a good skill for it which I've been told before that I had a good uh, worship leading heart and that was kind of encouraging because I felt like that was kind of a calling for a while and so yeah so I did that but in the end I just got burnt out with it I didn't know what to do with it and I wasn't entirely happy at that church either I just needed something different I think I needed to make my own choice but I loved the house group that we had at that church so that was my friend's friend her by then husband and some of her family and a vicar friend by this point the friend um, was at Bible College so it was always really interesting having Bible study with her and the vicar friend and they had really interesting friends who lived out their faith in different ways and challenging ways and we discussed a lot of things and talked about a lot of things and challenged a lot of things and it kind of opened my eyes we were a group that were honest with each other and we wrestled with 
our faith in a way that was completely unusual for anyone else probably like we'd go to other churches to visit and you'd say something honest and people would just be horrified but it was just the way we were feeling and it was honesty and um, it was like kind of progressive and fresh expressions and I was kind of learning new things about my faith which I hadn't really thought about before and um, seeing things in a different light and it was kind of exciting to me and then the church that I ended up going to was kind of a very trendy sort of mega church type thing um okay but also by this point i'd read velvet elvis by rob bell and that really had an impact on me it really opened up uh, my faith more and yeah and this church was kind of a lot in that vein it was about looking at contexts and stuff like that and yeah it was it was good it was a time where i think i'd torn my faith down a bit and sorry and now i was rebuilding it i was learning new things about my faith and i was kind of getting answers to some of the things and also not answers to some of the things and learning that, that to not have the answers was also okay so that was a really important time for me um, in the end it looked like it might turn into something more like church plenty but it wasn't to be um, everyone kind of moved on out of the area and at that time I was also invited to move to Coventry one of my school friends who I'd gone to church with back at home I'd gone to music college here in Coventry. It's the same one that my other friend had gone to, the one that I'd envied, and probably should have gone to myself, to be fair, but it wasn't to be. So I ended up coming to Coventry, moving into a spare room that he had in his house he was taking on. Um, I wasn't enjoying my job a lot by that point, and I was living alone, and it just seemed like the right thing to do. So that's what I did. I dropped everything. I quit my job. I went to America with my brother for a month. We sort of met with my uncle who lived out there. Went around a bit. Which was great. And then I started fresh in Coventry. I didn't have a job to come to. Didn't know what I was going to do. Um, but it was kind of... Felt right. I felt God was in it. It was something that I by all rights should have been terrified by but I had this peace real peace which I knew was God and so moved to Coventry um can't remember how how my mental health was at this point it was okay I was spending a lot of time alone I was doing I'd finished my poetry project and I'd put that out there and I'd tried to join some bands but I just couldn't get into bands but I was writing music and uh, recording and stuff and I was hoping that Move Country would 
mean that I would end up meeting a lot of these music college people and I'd probably join a band and then I'd rekindle the band stuff that had happened earlier on in my life which was kind of exciting and so I came down and I tried to join a band start bands again but they just never really happened um, I had a band with this friend who I moved down with or the house, the friend, the school friend when I was living in Bolton he was at university in Manchester and we had this band going then it was just like an acoustic duo but that was kind of fun and it was pretty good if I'm being honest and fair but yeah that was that was about it really um, I think by this point I was just getting tired of having that expectation and I knew I could put my own writing out there and do poetry things and different stuff so I was into all doing that and yeah it was a new start I was kind of excited about my faith I was looking for love I was yeah looking for a new challenge really in a um, by leaving the job I hated and going into nothing was kind of exciting so I came down with that job I ended up working for a company who employed most of the people from the music college to do computer work because it was cheap labor um, and then I got made redundant from that job and then ended up working for an energy company for a short while and then I ended up working for the NHS which is something I kind of wanted to do because I felt like it would be valid I thought it would validate the work I was doing that I wouldn't be trying to do it for money for a company or lining some fat cat's pockets it was something that I thought was moral and so I was excited to work for the NHS because of that although it was much the same it's just a different kind of business um, I never gave up the creativity I pursued it I joined the church that my friend went to and played in the band there I continued writing I continued making my own music even though no one wants to be in a band with me a lot of these music school people were um, in bands already or they had higher musical tastes let's say so I kind of just did my own thing I got into gear a bit more and stuff like that but that was kind of it um, at this new church I was playing music and getting to know people and it was there that I met my wife to be so we met at a small group I, I started a new small group and I'd already seen her at my friend's wedding and I was instantly drawn to her and so after a long Eight months, probably, of um, May. I met her in May, June, July, August, September, October. Uh, six months. Five to six months. I got to know her and became close to her. And we ended up getting together the day before my birthday. 
in 2008. So that was really great because I think I'd not really been in a relationship before and the relationships that I pursued were people who I knew they liked me and so there wasn't any fear of rejection but with her I didn't know that she liked me at all and I was just head over heels with her so that was a really hard six months but it kind of grew and then we ended up together and um, I think we were engaged within eight months which I never thought I would do I'd never thought I'd get engaged that quickly and then married another eight or nine months after that so it's quite quick and she's the best thing that ever happened to me I would say you couldn't say that apart from God Jesus becoming a Christian well that was just kind of a given I think I'd looked for something that would complete me I wanted to love someone so much and I felt I had so much love to give and that I was just not good with women but yeah it just kind of worked out and it was good so we got married and we've been married 10 years nearly now so not a lot has happened during that time we've sort of shifted jobs a few times and we've left the church that we were part of and started a different or started at a different church and yeah not a lot has happened I've continued to do creative things I've become more restless by not doing creative things I feel it's a real output I need so that's kind of what this is about in a way um, I've had a few more mental health issues coming into Coventry mainly with the job at the hospital I've a lot of anxiety around that uh, developed hypochondria and I reckon that's probably because of the jobs I was doing and that's kind of speaking to ill people I kind of had a anxiety that I thought was going to go blind for a while and that was during when we were looking to buy a house as well so um, there was that it's been a lot of work related stress and more so recently because of all the COVID stuff I really have a strong desire to do something creative and the frustration of not being able to do that is making me feel bad um, so I don't know, we're working on that but that's what this is about too um, I don't know why there's too much to say faith wise It's always ongoing, I think. We'll get into all this later, probably, but... Yeah. Figuring stuff out. Constantly figuring stuff out. And still excited about faith. And... Loving God. And learning. So it's good. 
But that's basically the story. It's been a tough life. And I've not got everything sorted now. I think that's the thing. I've not got everything sorted. I feel a lot of people do. But I feel like there was a lot of upheaval thinking about my story in the last few days. I think there was a lot of upheaval. I think my dad leaving really fucked me up and scarred me with anxiety that is unresolved. I think it probably affected and affects my relationship with God. It, my relationship with my dad's better when we're on good terms and everything, but we're probably not honest with each other about certain things. He lost his faith. My dad lost his faith after the divorce. He felt like a lot of the old church were interfering. Had a lot of the same complaints my mum did. And I think about what happened with my sister. I wonder what my dad would make of that now. Whether he still thinks that my sister was healed or if it was just a coincidence. Maybe one day I'll ask. But I'm afraid to raise it. I'm the only Christian left in the family. My stepmom was also a Christian for a short while, but she got hurt by her church. My brother wasn't old enough to really settle with the faith, I don't think. And my sister has Down syndrome and doesn't understand, probably. I'd love her to be involved with the church, probably. But she's in foster care still. Um, she's got quite severe Down syndrome, I think. And so, needs more care. And things haven't been great with her either. So, not always a completely happy ending, but that's where we're at. I'm looking forward to talking about more stuff, diving into some of the things from the past probably a bit more, but I've enjoyed talking. Hopefully I've not ermed too much. I know I probably have. But it's not as bad as the novel reading. Crikey, that was awful. But yeah, that's the story. Some good stuff there. Some not so good stuff. Is it interesting? I don't know. But that's it. We'll unpack it more. We'll talk more. But... Thanks for listening if you've come this far. If you want to find out more about what I'm doing, you can find out my website, danielpaulgilbert.weebly.com. And you can sort of see stuff there, some of the books I've written, different stuff. But for now, that's it. Bye.